Welcome back to the meeting after the meeting, everyone. We're your hosts, David O. Carly R. And Eric B. Today we are joined by our lovely repeat guest, Jexy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. Always. And I'm just going to hit you with all three questions at once. Where are you from? When were you introduced to recovery? And how long have you been clean? Uh, so I'm from New Jersey. Um, I was introduced to recovery as a child. I kind of grew up in the rooms and my clean date is November 6, 2012. Fantastic. Perfect. All right. And since you are our lovely guest, will you tell our audience what we're going to be talking about tonight? Yeah. So if I remember correctly, we're talking about the eighth tradition of Narcotics Anonymous. Is that right? Am I on the right tradition? Correct. Yep. Okay, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. And and for anybody who doesn't know what the ACE tradition is, it, in NA, it is uh, NA should remain uh, fully non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those ones that sounds super, super boring, but actually has a lot more... Uh, it actually plays... Like comes into effect a lot more than you think it would. So, am I good to chat? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're ready to go. I'm like, lo- okay, I'm like good. googling it right now so I can like get my stuff in line. But yes, so, take it away. <laughs> so uh, this is one that I, I didn't really understand how it would come into play until I got involved in service. And as you know, like in the tradition of being a narcotics anonymous, it says you know most of us don't have a real understanding of what these traditions mean until we get involved in service. And there's a reason for that because certain ones like this don't come up unless you're involved in different types of service. Mm -hmm. You know, I can, this is in two different parts, right? And they being non-professional and our service centers being able to employ special workers, right? So those are kind of two separate things. So, you know, non-professional, you know, I figure we'll talk about both of those as they relate because they, they're, kind of really two unrelated things. Yeah. But, um, in, you know, NA being non-professional, like, what does that mean? Like, we, you know, we have a service structure, we have, we vote on things, we have business meetings, right? So it, it, it can sound from the outside as being a professional organization. However, because of our structure, what that means is, like, we're not incorporated. We are a nonprofit, but mm-hmm. we're not an incorporated business. And what a lot of people don't know is, and I don't know the dates, you'll have to if anybody's actually interested, you can fact check me and, and find, but I, I'm almost positive there was a period of time in which NA World Service was actually run by non-addicts. I, believe, it I think it, I'm pretty sure a, it's still um, that way. I don't know if it's still that way, um, but I know there was a period of time it was. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that it makes it very confusing if yes. we're, you know, an organization run by addicts for addicts to have mm-hmm. a the people at the top be non-addicts, right? Because then it comes off as being a more professional type thing. Yes. Um, you know, and it also impacts during those times. Um, and, and the reason I actually found looked this up, and I'll, I'll give you a little history on why that actually matters to me. Is for some people who don't know, there's uh, NA World Service used to put out, and I don't know if they still do, but they used to put bulletins every once in a while yeah. when a topic became something worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the bulletins is was bulletin number 29, which came out, I think, in 96. Mm-hmm. And it was about what do we do with people who are on medically assisted treatment, yep. which at the time was methadone. Yes. And 
it is a pretty harshly written bulletin that says that people who are on medically assisted treatment should not be involved in service in NA in any sort of way because it skews the message and it and it corrupts the organization essentially. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people today use that bulletin as a way to judge people who are on medically assisted treatment in recovery now. Mm-hmm. Now, the bulletin makes a good point that if you are, you know, if if you're not an if you're the chairperson of a meeting and you're taking so much medication that you are nodding out, that's a problem, yeah. right? Because you're not really giving the best impression of what NA is. And if you have a, a services in a group, a newcomer doesn't know the difference. They don't know that you're not in charge. And it says, wait a second, the people who are running this thing are all high. So mm. it, it does have a basis for some sort of, <laughs> you know, for, for a good purpose. But the fact is, is that Bulletin 29 was written by a World Service Board who was not made of members mm-hmm. at the time. And so... It's not NA approved literature. It is not something that should be used by groups in any way, especially mm-hmm. to judge other people. And understanding the, the tradition of us being non-professional to me is, is one of the biggest arguments against using bulletins, especially ones written in that period of time, to cause harm or judgment towards our members. You know, what a group of, you know, six people may think cannot be the representation of an entire organization as a worldwide entity. And so our service structure, for anybody who may be new and doesn't know, is we are an upside-down pyramid. And what that means is that the individual addict has the power, has all the power. Anytime any decision is to be made by the organization as a whole, is we have every two years they call the car report Mm -hmm. and they put together you know different motions that different regions you know it's the group then the area then the region sometimes there's zones depending on where you live and then there's the world service so world you know people for the world service uh forum and then they'll say like hey our region wants to make this change or our region thinks this is important and world decides on you know the whatever ones are the the most important they put it in a pamphlet and they send it out to every single group in the entire world and every single addict in in a group votes and that's how things get changed and it's important that it works that way because right now the core i mean forever the core of our program is one addict helping another and that we are non-professional if we were a professional Mm -hmm. organization then those at the top could simply say hey you know what, that's a great idea. We're going to implement that change and let everybody know without us having any sort of say. And, you know, things change over time. Even if you think about, you know, as I said before, like maintenance medication. Well, what maintenance medication meant in 1996 is not the same as it is today. Yeah. And as an organization, we need to be able to grow and evolve. And if we can't grow and evolve with the times and to best suit our members, we could never stay functioning as this freely run organization. Mm -hmm. If it was just a couple people on top passing down the rules, then what's the desire to be a part of something like that? Mm -hmm. It's like being a low-level employee, but you're not getting paid. You know, you're just doing what somebody else tells you to. And so that's like the, the, you know, the non-professional part is, is really important for that, you know, for that freedom of our organization being about us and not being about the people who are at the top. 
Because if you think about it, in 1996, when that bulletin was put out, if we were a professional structure, if we were a professional organization, that world board at that time could have put out a rule that said that anybody who takes maintenance medication is not allowed in service positions and will not be recognized as clean. That would drastically change the entire idea of our organization, right? Things having outside issues. Yeah. Right? Maintenance medication is an outside issue. It has nothing to do with the Narcotics Anonymous program. What medications a person takes, whether maintenance medication or other, has nothing to do with Narcotics Anonymous, right? Narcotics Anonymous is, is their message is, you know, in the program is about complete abstinence. But they don't address medications because it's an outside issue. And there are newer any approved literature that have were put in the car report for, uh, you know, this year that was, I don't know what happened because COVID things got crazy, but they have a new IP coming out uh, that was to be voted on in the April 2020 car report that was uh, mental illness and recovery. Mm-hmm. And in that uh, fellowship approved, would, would, which would be fellowship approved literature, they specifically state in there that medication for any kind of a mental mental health issue, addiction is a mental health issue, um, it, that it's an outside issue and that people who have to take medication for any sort of mental health issue are to be considered clean. Mm-hmm. And it states it very, very clearly. And that just shows the difference between a fellowship-decided ideal and a, you know, a board, <laughs> a director's board of services type of, you know, couple of people trying to make a professional decision. And I think that's really important. Um, You know, the other thing where it says our service centers may employ special workers, this kind of applies in a bunch of different ways. But one of the most interesting ways I've seen it actually is is I used to help with the, um, there was a a couple of years where I helped with the convention in Ocean City. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I did like as part of public relations, I was on the hug squad. I wasn't like in the core planning part, but there was a lot of things and a lot of conversations I was privy to that I wouldn't have been otherwise. And one of them was when they were trying to find um, a DJ. They used Friday night, Saturday night. They always had a dance and they always had, you know, they hired a DJ and they had the DJs uh, had to sign paperwork that said that they committed to not using any sort of alcohol or drugs while Mm -hmm. on the premise or coming in high and one of the groups that they wanted to hire wouldn't sign it and so there was a conversation about whether the fact that do we have the right to make them sign it or you know do we have a right to enforce it and and what that meant and it was funny because it doesn't sound like it would be all that complicated but people you know came to the traditions and saying Mm -hmm. like you know it's the safety of the members right and to hire somebody which would be a special worker right like a dj is a special worker they're not part of our organization and they're an outside you know an outside group and do we if we're going to hire them can we expect that they (laughs) not use and then the question is, well, what mm. if they sign it and they still, and we find out that they've used or they were drinking? Do we, what do we do? Do we fire them? Do we tell them to leave? Like, then we have no DJ. We're in a tough spot. Yeah. Um, to get around that is that now a lot of um, conventions and other things actually will hire people within the fellowship. Yeah. Either have them volunteer or, or hire them depending on what the group decides. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 
having outside workers is really, you know, we there are times where we do have to hire outside help for certain things. And it, it does make things confusing, right? Like I remember even on a smaller level when they were, you know, can you hire a DJ, right? Like that was a core question for something. And, you know, can you hire a band or do you have to find someone who is volunteering from within the fellowship? Yeah. Well, this says like we cannot, it says a service centers, but really we can hire special workers. It, it is something that we can do, you know, but it is a conversation of do we spend money that's supposed to be helping to spread the message on something that is, may not be seen as important. And, you know, there's a lot of other times, like in service centers, when they say special workers, there's a lot of other things that come up, you mm -hmm. know, that you don't think about. You know, you pay, you know, maintenance staff or, you know, whatever else it may be. But we we do have a right to hire people if we need to. And, you know, you'd be surprised at a group level until you get, like... <laughs> There's different levels of awareness of things, right? Like there's the, I'm a member of a group and I, and I just show up, right? Then there's like the, I'm a member of a group and I do service in the group. And, and that level of service gives you a whole different idea of how groups run and what's important and how you handle things. And then you get involved in area service and you see like a whole different level of how things run. And then you get involved in region, right? Like I've been up into the regional level. And every different level of service I've gotten involved in has opened my eyes to things that I never thought mattered, like that I never thought were things. Yeah. And how many discussions and arguments and different perspectives there are on things that don't seem to matter. Like, I remember, it's a little off the age tradition, but um, when I was doing PR, we had an opportunity to uh, our county had a huge fair. And my old area was three counties in Southern mm -hmm. Maryland. It, it was like Calvert, St. Mary's, and Charles County. And Calvert County was having a, always in the fall, has a huge county fair, and it goes for like four days. And, you know, they actually, like all the schools have off to go to the fair. Like it, it's huge. And every, you know, every dance company, every art artist, they have their, you know, all the farmers. Like if you, it's a, if it's a thing, it's there, right? And uh -huh. I had talked to the fair, and they had said that they had booths that nonprofits could purchase. It was because the fair itself was a nonprofit organization that actually funded the food bank. Uh -huh. They, you know, they didn't. They made people pay, and so it was like a two hundred dollar um, fee, and that gave you a booth at the fair for all from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday so for four days. And you had to have someone, the rule was, is you had to have someone man it the entire time, all four days. So, you know, for $200, that's $50 a day. That's a really reasonable thing if you think about the fact that you're carrying a message to thousands and thousands of people. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to my area and saying, like, you know, my public relations committee decided that this was something we were going to, we had a budget and that we were going to spend our budget on. And people at area lost their minds and they were like, you can't spend money on it. I said, yes, I can. <laughs> it's in our policy. I've, I'm, there's nothing that says we can't. It's carrying the message, right? Like we're reaching people in our County who have no idea that we exist. And it gives us an opportunity to provide literature. I'm not the only group that's done this, but you know, the, the only area that's done this, I've talked to other public relations areas and region and, you know, and I'm getting all this extra help. Like, of course we can do this. Yeah. And I, it surprised me how many people were against it. Mm -hmm. And it all had to do with spending money. 
And I said, you know, we collect money to help carry the message. Yeah. Like there's so many ways in which we do that. You know, like when you're carrying a message, it's not always something that's going to be, you know, that doesn't cost anything. Mm -hmm. And you have to decide like, is it, is the cost worth it? Right? Like if you're saying you're going to pay $200 to put a booth up and you may have three people that walk by, then maybe that's not worth it. But if you're going to pay the money and you're going to have thousands of people in, and mind you at the time, the overdose rate in Calvert County was like astronomical. They were like one of the highest counties in the whole for overdoses and they were super rural mm-hmm. so it was insane it was like we need to reach these people yeah and so what's the you know and we had the money what else were we using the money for like this is what it's for and you know it it just comes to it's always been very interesting to me about how you know the idea of paying outside groups for, or even the way we handle finances within the organization like how controversial some of that stuff may be oh yeah um, you know, and like, you know, the fact is, is that this all has to go back to us not being professional. We don't have a rule book. We have guidelines. We mm-hmm. have suggestions. We have traditions. We have concepts. We have these, you know, guidelines for how we are to, you know, carry a message, how we're supposed to be structured, how we welcome, you know, the newcomer. But we don't have a boss who's at the top who's saying, yes, you can do this. No, you can't. We're self-governing, mm-hmm. which is not always easy. You know, sometimes maybe the idea of being a professional organization may make things easier, right? Because then it's not your, you don't have to defend your decisions, right? When in a professional organization, you're only doing what the person above you tells you to do. Yeah. You know, the only person who has to carry the weight of decisions are the people who are up top. You know, if if the the regular person doesn't have to carry that weight. But in our organization, each addict is taught responsibility first through having responsibility through their own decisions. Mm-hmm. And then later through how they, you know, impact the organization as a whole. And it helps a lot of people. You know, they say the steps are how we learn to live with our, you know, live with ourselves and the traditions are how we learn to live with others. We're better to learn personal responsibility and how to have, you know, what consequences for decisions, are, you know, are like then learning that within like a a controlled environment, right? Within an organization that is used to having a bunch of screw ups, (laughs) right? Yeah. Like it happens. Like I've I've heard so many stories of like a treasurer or something like running off with thousands of dollars. Oh yeah. And it's like, Mm -hmm. man, that sucks, you know, but it, it happens. And it's like, you know, getting this, this responsibility of like, I get to make these decisions. I get to help people. And I get to be responsible for both the consequences, but also the rewards of it. You know, when you, when you know you've reached somebody, when you know that you have given information to somebody who didn't have it before, you get to feel what it's like to know that you did something good for someone else by simply sharing your experience. Mm. Like, where else do we get that than a program that's set up in a non-professional way? So again, you know, traditions aren't always the most exciting and there's not always like a whole lot to talk about, but I feel like they do matter and it, they don't just matter to the organization, but they matter too to how we interact with our, in, in our own lives outside the organization. Yeah. So hopefully I, I said something there on the A tradition that was, <laughs> that was worthwhile. I know it's, it's probably one of my like least exciting to talk about, but 
Yeah. I think it's the hardest one, Jexy. Honestly. Yeah. Out of all I, of I, the traditions, I, I think this is the one where it's like, it's like shit. Like, okay. How? Well, well I, I had some controversial thoughts that I would like to uh, bring up. Go ahead, David. Okay. Look at so, you over there. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah. Carly <laughs> was giving me the stink eye the whole time. She's like, why are you fucking writing questions? So I was like, I have questions. Um, okay. We're allowed to have questions. Yeah, we are allowed to have questions here. Um, uh, so on, on the, the, the topic of controversial uh, spending uh, in our area, one of the things was billboards was na billboards a lot of people were against it saying that it was uh promotion but technically it was paying an outside worker essentially yeah so my question i i kind of want i want to hear everybody's opinion as to whether they believe uh billboards are are sort of a breach of that uh promotional gap or if does it fall under the uh we're hiring a special worker no it's it's PR, well right? i'll tell you my thoughts on that yes go ahead Jackie. i i i don't think it's promotion at all um first of all if you have the money to spend on a billboard as i said it's the same thing with spending the money for the booth of the fair are mm-hmm. you in a place where you're reaching the people that you need to reach yeah. right the difference between attraction and promotion in NA, especially, is especially when it comes to promotion, because I had this argument with people all the time because we talked about doing radio ads. Mm-hmm. And it, it's absolutely, like in the PR handbook, it talks all about how we can do that, right? Here's the difference. What NA will say is, is things like, got a drug problem, give us a call. You know, looking for help, come to our meetings, right? What we don't do if we had a billboard that says we can fix your drug problem mm. or, you know, look, you know, we can cure you. Right. Or our way is the only way that's going to work for you. Like that's the kind of promotion stuff that we don't do. What yeah. we do do is say, do you need help? Here we are. Mm-hmm. What about you? Eric? And I think as long as you're reaching people, you know, then it's worth it. But if you have that billboard on a, on a, uh, some random rural road, <laughs> then no you're driving past and it's probably not the best way to spend time yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's exactly what jesse just said it's it's about the message on the board billboard mm-hmm. i mean when you rent okay so like think about it like this right your issue or people's perceived issue in an area service meeting is that all right well we're giving this person money to put up a billboard but then at that same thing it's like well we shouldn't have any dances we shouldn't have any events because we're then giving money to rent a space mm. for this. So we're promoting the space that we're using for our dance. Like, you know, unbeknownst to us, we're like, you know, if you guys are going to have like an event, you should really rent this hall. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's the same thing. It, it's all about the message. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm going to go deeper. But Okay. What about you, Carly? Do you- um, I think my opinion was swayed. You think your opinion was swayed? Okay. Like in a good way, like... I was cons- like thinking I was more on the promotion side, but then when Jexy brought mm-hmm. up like how it's worded, like mm-hmm. it, it is a whole it, lot of fucking sense. Yeah, it it really does depend on how it's worded and everything. It, um, if it if it's literally just like Narcotics Anonymous with a phone number to the hotline, that says 
almost nothing and it's mm-hmm. hard and it's really not promoting anything it's just like oh this is available yeah this is a phone number for narcotics anonymous okay but like when and, i think billboard... and most of our go ahead jexy and most of our posters because we do have posters and stuff um mm-hmm. in different areas like different if you ever look at most of them just say like have a drug problem and have a phone number yeah like that's usually how they are they don't usually give in information about the organization or say to come join us or anything just gives a phone number yeah so she swayed you and the other thing is too is is that we're not a secret society right like we're not we should uh, you know we're anonymous we're not confidential right like we're not trying to like keep a secret we want people to know we exist and sometimes People, you know, I was lucky. I knew what NA was before I needed it because I had family members who were in it. But if mm-hmm. you've never been exposed to the 12 steps, how do you know it's there? And yeah. I can't tell you how many times during when I did public relations that people were like, I didn't know Narcotics Anonymous was here. And so having a billboard that just lets people know like, hey, Narcotics Anonymous is here in your area. Like sometimes it's all people need to, to try to get help. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. All right. Um, my next. Uh, I thought you were gonna go deep. What's going on here? I, I, He's I'm, getting I, there. There, yeah. there, there, okay. there's, there's more. There's more coming here, buddy. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take it easy. Do you have anything? <laughs> no. No. I'm. You know. I'm just. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Go ahead, David. Okay. Thank See. you. Thank you. All right. Um. So. Uh. My next part is sort of how is, and, and again, I want everybody's opinion, how is hiring a special worker separate from endorsing a business? For instance, when you were talking about that DJ at an NA event, are they allowed to put out business cards for their own business? Because if so, it could be perceived as if Narcotics Anonymous is promoting and endorsing this guy as a DJ. If he is allowed to promote his own business within our event with just simple business cards like on on his table. Like that I can see how that could be construed as hey, we, Narcotics Anonymous, we trust this DJ. So it, it it could be viewed as a promotion of that particular employee. And this time I want to start with Carly. What's your opinion on that? I I can absolutely oh, see that. I remember this coming up. Go ahead, Jackson. Sorry, was I interrupting somebody? No, no, no you're no, good. No, I had nothing to say, so please do. Okay. <laughs> so this came up actually in a, in my area, like not at the convention, but I remember um, one of the guys we had, um, I don't remember, it was like a group was doing something, like it was smaller and they had uh, somebody was going to DJ and they were, I, they were paid, I guess, because they were an outside person and they were, the, the big, the big discussion was, were we allowed to put their name on the flyer? Mm-hmm. Because as you said, it, it comes off as promotion. Yeah. And I think that, I don't remember how that was handled. I think they took the name off. And I think for the convention, if I remember correctly, uh, part of the agreement, and I could be wrong, but I don't remember ever being told what the name of the DJ was. 
Um, I don't remember them having any advertising and I don't remember them having any cards. And I think it was in their, I would assume that it was in their contract that we hired them on the, with the basis of them not promoting, but I don't know. And I can see, you know, if you're hiring, and I think that's why a lot of times, um, the easiest solution is to really either hire or, or not even hire, have someone do service work by volunteering their services as a DJ Mm -hmm. to an event, right? Who's Mm -hmm. in our program. I think that's usually the easiest way to get around it because the fact is, is I don't think there's a right answer for that because usually when you hire someone for their services, like part of what you're hiring is, is you're allowing them, you know, to promote. But on the, on the flip side, like you think about like, okay, if you're, if you're in a wedding, you have a wedding and you hire a photographer, Mm -hmm. you, Generally, the photographer is not walking around to wedding guests handing out their cards, right? Like, that's kind of tacky. Um, it it's is. probably in poor taste. It's very tacky. You know, but... Eric, but Eric has, ex- has, has experience. And, yeah. He was a wedding photographer. <laughs> but it's, it's tacky to, like, go around and be like, hey, hire me, hire me, hire me, right? But mm-hmm. if somebody were to come up to you and say, hey... You know, it seems like you're doing a great job. Do you have a business card? You'd give them your business card, right? Because that's not, you're not going out promoting yourself. You were asked, and I think it's appropriate then for you, mm-hmm. for a wedding photographer to then give their business card to the person you asked, right? So I would say that that probably would be the same kind of idea is that we wouldn't be able to put it on flyers. We wouldn't be able to, you know, have them openly promote people to follow them. However, if somebody asked who they were and so they liked them, they want to hire them, giving out their business card, I think is totally acceptable. That's kind of how I would look at it. The same way you would do at a personal event. Eric? Oh, I completely agree. I, I completely agree. Like, you have nothing? Nothing no, controversial? Well, well, I mean, what? Like, the only thing controversial that I have is sometimes we overthink this sort of stuff. I know. Where it's like, yeah. no, no, you know what? The DJ shouldn't be able to hand out information about, you know, if you want to hire them. No, there there are DJ. Because then, see, okay, so if you went up to the DJ and we're I'm like, just asking questions. That's I, all I, I'm doing. I hear you, but sometimes I just think... I'm just devil's advocate over here. You fall into this, like, weird semantics of, like, how it's written. And you're like... Yeah. But they did such a good job, it's attraction rather than promotion. Mmm, that's true, but... It, yeah. It's still at <laughs> that event, so... It, like, did they go for that guy because... Well, NA, we're saying this DJ is going to do the best job. Hold on. You don't, I don't think they're ever going to say like, nobody's going to say that. DJ Lanky Lizards playing like, you know, (laughs) the NA dance this Thursday night or whatever. It's like, it's like, oh, there'll be a DJ. And then that, like the DJ's name won't actually be on any of the advertising. Okay. Well, let's, let's up the ante a little bit. What if it was a famous person? Let's say you're you care more about uh, famous uh, people than me, though. I'm just saying, like, I don't it, care if 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 it That's comes to that. Out. Let's say, oh, uh, now the Foo Fighters are headlining the N.A. dance banning band will be performing band will be performing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think you can't promote live music. I think yeah. the idea is. Okay. Yeah, you, you I think that Fighters. if you had. Oh, go ahead, Jackson. I don't. 
I am, I'm agreeing with you. I don't think even if it was somebody who's famous, because you don't want people coming to your NA convention because the food fighters are playing, right? Yeah, like absolutely. if you're at the convention and they get to hear the food fight, food fighters and like, that's fantastic. But yeah. I remember I was actually at a, a convention and the speaker, the main speaker, um, uh, who I didn't know, um, mm-hmm. I guess does something else. I don't know whether he, um, does like what I do just on a greater level where he has like a YouTube channel or, or something, but he, he was known for doing something else. Um, and so somehow during his share, he brought it up and I don't know, maybe he writes for a magazine. I don't know what it was, but whatever it was, he brought it up and like immediately people were like outside issue and it was almost like a shameless self promotion plug. And like, I didn't know because I didn't know who he was. Yeah, that it was like a thing, but like so, I've seen people even be hard on addicts for promoting themselves <laughs> in in situations like that. Like yeah. nobody said, "Oh, the speaker is this guy who everybody knows." Like it was just the main speaker, you know. Mm-hmm. His name is, you know, was like whatever it was. Yeah, and I think that you know it's it's the same thing, right? Like NA didn't ask him to speak because they he was some some guy that people knew they asked him to speak because they thought he had a message worth carrying. Yes. But like my, my, like my concern would be in, in the advent of like in, in the times we're in with social media and everything, let's say all our flyers just say live music. That's fine. It turns out that it is some famous band, band, whatever band X. But then at that, at that dance, somebody pulls out their cell phone that's, and films You can't control that, that. I understand you can't control that, but that's something you have to take into account. And you then, can't control that. That's that's, peop, that's people who are... I like, understand that. going way too far in the what-ifs right now. Oh, I'm, 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 well, I'm well, going down. I'm so, diving down mm-mm, this rabbit mm-mm. hole. See, this is... But this is why some of these traditions, to be quite honest, are fucking stupid. <laughs> um, is because, like, you're trying to make it so that, like... You need to fucking check your cell phone at the door to enter this fucking NA dance. You know, maybe that's maybe that could be the future. Maybe like depending on, on uh, yeah, well, depending on some sort of event that happens where it becomes very controversial and comes back on Narcotics Anonymous. Well, that's because just crazy, though. I mean, think about that. You're are you you're saying asking, it's not? It, it, it's you're asking people. Possible. So if you get a famous act right yes. to play a show, what you would say is like. If you want to come to this NA sponsored event, we're going to need you to check all your electronic devices at the front door. Mm-hmm. So, but it, that's not how the world works anymore. And the no, world's changing. I understand that. And, I mean, I'm is anyone saying... giving up their phone here? No. <laughs> no. But one of the things, too, is they do have, so at a lot of these events, they do have like the social media statement, which is read before anybody speaks, anybody does anything yeah. all the time. Yes. Right? Like every workshop you go that says like hey like you know it's anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions right mm-hmm. like and, and you have to be careful posting on social media even with your friends tagging where you're at right like we want to make sure people feel safe because i can write you know i'm in ocean city in a convention mm-hmm. and somebody else knows that their family member is in ocean city at a convention and they see me posting about it being an a and all of a sudden their anonymity is broken Yes. Right? So that stuff happens all the time. But I think what's also important to remember is the attraction rather than promotion. That's for us. 
So that's for making sure that we, as an, as a fellowship, aren't going around telling people. Na is the na way. right? Like yep. we're supposed to. Right, like we're not supposed to do that. But and and we need to be careful when we hire hire special workers, right? But we're not. We don't necessarily have to work. Like we're very clear that when we hire people, it's an outside. We're just hiring them. We're not promoting them. And I think that as a core of a fellowship, like because we all are, we read our, almost every meeting I've been to reads the traditions as a reading at the beginning of every meeting, right? Yeah. So individual addicts who go to events, right, mm-hmm. are should have a general understanding that we hire people because we hire people, not because we're promoting one group over the other. Like, yeah. But we have to have food service at these things, right? Like we don't. And I'm going to get to that promoting, in a I'm going to get that. I'm going to get to that one you know, in a second. Same with t-shirt printers yeah. and and all different sorts of stuff, right? Like we hire, we generally, you know, hire whatever place offers us the best price, yeah, or you know, whatever it is. But it's it's understood by addicts that we're not promoting them because it's drilled into our heads at the meetings. Right. And anybody who's going to be at these events is an addict Mm -hmm. who understands that. Yes. And uh, like, I totally understand that. Like I, Jexy, I've agreed with everything you've said. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm thank you, Carly. (laughs) I love you. Um, But in the, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look at it through the lens of people who are not us who are not in the fellowship, how it could come back to potentially look bad on our organization. Because like, again, in the world of the internet, just that that one connection uh, that you have with a disreputable um, vendor of or special worker of some kind can get you quote unquote canceled on the internet. Like you can get in deep shit and like what you were just saying is like, yeah, we need to uh, serve food at these places. What if um, Narcotics Anonymous hired Chick-fil-A to do all the catering for some event? And then first off, and then it wouldn't even get there. It wouldn't even get there. It wouldn't even get there because, you know, that in that area service, anyone. But in that area service meeting, okay. you know it would be brought up and it would be fought about. I understand and that. people would probably go with a different vendor. Okay. We cook shit ourselves. Okay. And I understand that. But there's a number of them. Yeah, but there's not like a rogue. There's not like one rogue person who's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Chick-fil-A. This is a discussion that everyone have to talk about. Absolutely. And in different parts. And first off, we're not going to get like too political here. But in different parts of the country... And Chick-fil-A is fine for people to get, right? I understand that. And, like, it depends on the area. But yes, you, you where see we what I'm live. going at. There, there, it could very e- we could easily hire the wrong special worker and it look bad. First off, if you're ordering, ch- well, like, you- if you're catering Chick-fil-A for, like, a fucking event, like, first off, no. Like, do, like... Chick-fil-A? Like, I mean, what are you fucking doing? Like, is this like... I, a, I, I don't know. Is this like saying. Is this like homecoming for college? Like, prep event? Like, what is this? Like, why are you having a Chick-fil-A catered event? Like... You don't know. Don't you want to support local? Wouldn't that be better to support local? Than okay, to support... so we support local. We buy Eric's chicken. It turns out Eric... First off, Eric does not eat chicken, nor okay. would he kill chicken. Okay, just stick with me. Okay, so, so we, we, we support local. Eric's local 
Catonsville farm chicken, fried chicken, and it turns out that Eric's uh, chicken is coming from a belligerent racist Eric. And now our organization is associated with a belligerent outspoken racist. I think it depends on when that person becomes a belligerent outspoken racist. What if he was the whole time? But what if it wasn't known? Until a certain point. Well, I'm aware of that. When did you hire that person? But uh, do you, do you, now do you see how hiring any special worker can be risky? I, I, okay. This is absolutely I can see what you're ridiculous. saying. Yes. But but hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to us. Right? I'm gonna reel this back down to earth and into reality. Thank, Thank you, Jaxi. <laughs> no, I'm going to bring it back to us, right? As yes. addicts, because we do have a responsibility, right? Like, as I was saying before, because we're not professional, we take on the responsibility of the consequence. Yes. Do you know what, actually, if I'm being real, that what worries, what has worried me more than hiring special workers and hiring the wrong one and putting a bad name on our organization? I'll tell you one of the things that's really been bothering me. I think I know where you're is, going. You know, is that, yeah, a lot of meetings right now are starting to meet in person. And okay. whether they want to meet in person, that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. But a lot of groups are meeting in person and either are not following the place guidelines or not following regular safety guidelines. They're mm-hmm. not wearing masks. And they're not sitting six feet apart, not having regular safety protocols that they should, right? Yes. So... When what I'm more worried about in regards to having a bad name to come back at us is one of these meetings that is choosing to say, we don't care. We're not going to wear masks. We're not whatever. Mm. And there's an outbreak of COVID. Yeah. What they do now Mm. is it gets traced back to where. And so the same way that we know that some 16 year old birthday party in Alabama caused an outbreak. I'm a hundred percent sure that if that were to happen, it would be known that the outbreak occurred because of a narcotics anonymous meeting that did not wear masks or stood six feet apart. And so if we're going to talk about what's going to put a bad name of narcotics anonymous, yeah, but I'm saying if we're going to talk about what, what could potentially put a bad face on our organization, then let's talk about what we may be doing ourselves because hiring somebody else, you you can't control that, but you know, where personal place. responsibility is, is that I wrote them down. I've seen people in groups now that are not doing this basic personal responsibility. And yep. I don't know. And if you guys watch any of my videos, you know, I go off on this all the time. <laughs> I don't know how you can call yourself as somebody who has a strong recovery program and not wear a mask to an in-person meeting. Yes. You know, we have a lot of people who have poor health issues. We have people who have, you know live with families we have all of these things and even if you don't believe right even let's say you're one of those people who doesn't believe that COVID's real the masks are conspiracy whatever it is i don't care the fact is is that for the sake of being a productive helpful member of society Uh you would still wear masks for others Mm -hmm. right that's what we're told we're told to do the right thing for our communities for our families and right now I'm seeing a lot of people like I didn't get clean to cause harm. Yes. And if you're sitting in a meeting and you're not wearing a mask and you're not sitting, sitting six feet apart and you're not, and the group is not, I refuse to support any group right now that is meeting in person and not being safe. There are yes, plenty of groups that are meeting in person and being safe. And I'm totally okay with that. But mm-hmm. groups that are meeting in person and not 
asking people to be safe. Now, you can't police everybody. You can't force things, but you can ask for basic decency. And mm-hmm. groups that are not doing that is what I have a problem with. Yeah. More than maybe hiring Eric's road chicken place. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's racist chickens. Well, so wait, let's go back to the, to the like. To the racist uh, chickens? Yeah, let's go back to the racist Why? chickens real okay. quick. Something that bothers me, like you're talking about outside, um, like hiring people outside of narcotics. Yes, you are a special worker. So, but what about hiring people inside? Because I think that's just as bad. I think hiring people outside oh, yeah. is better than hiring people inside because then it's like, all right, so this then, is... Then they're an active member. Yes, yes hiring an outside worker, it, like, you you have some plausible deniability, for sure. Like, I didn't, I didn't know he was a racist chicken farmer. I just thought he was a nice guy and he made good fried chicken. So we had it at our home group. Cool. No problem. It's good to know that it's actually vegan. It, it's uh, it's vegan chicken, chicken. yes. It's, yeah. it's, so it's not real It's tofu <laughs> molded in the shape of a chicken. It's great. Yeah. I'm happy I made you eat it, so. Thank you. Good. Um, but yes, <laughs> we, we have plausible deniability in that sense. So when it is a member, it does make it a lot stickier and a lot... Uh, well, a, but then there's a fucking a, expectation a by riskier. that member that anytime something happens, they should get that business. Yeah. And I think that's fucked up. Because there's nothing that pisses me off more when someone's like, well, I do this thing and like you need exactly that thing. The, this is so pointed. It's very pointed. But it's like, you do this thing and it's like, I need this thing that I have to fucking ask you for it. Maybe I don't want to buy it from you. Like, maybe I want to buy it from someone else. Yeah. So, But then you get the stink eye in every single meeting you're at because you did not go with that in a well, specific yeah, I think person. if you... Ha- if- if you have this service, if you are a member of Narcotics Anonymous, we are taught to do service. And I think that there is nothing wrong with volunteering your services. No, because no, no, as no. a member, we're taught to give back. I think you should be volunteering. I think if you are a member and uh, it and you need to be... Now, I'm not talking about, let's say, if there's like a... You're catering food, right? Mm-hmm. Then, then, of course, I think the cost should be covered, right? The person should not have to cover the cost. That's crazy. I think the cost should be paid for, but I think the service should be provided. You're a DJ? Sure. We'd love to have you, DJ. You're one of our members, and it's great that you're volunteering your services for the betterment of the organization. But I I think that there's already a line being crossed when we're, depending on what the service is, Mm-hmm. That we're paying anything, unless we're paying something very minimal. Like, because obviously, if you're gonna if you're gonna DJ for five hours and you've got to lug your equipment and it cost, you know, basic whatever it's gonna to cover costs, right? We'll pay, you know, we'll pay for your gas, maybe the hotel room. You, you know, we we have a room for you, you know, that kind of thing. You can come to the convention for free because you're doing this service, right? Like, I'm okay with that kind of stuff, but. And that's generally, I think, how it's usually done with a lot of services now is, is that there are members who get like, you know, you, I have a t-shirt printing company. I'm, I charge just the cost. I don't yeah. make anything off the t-shirts. And I get my room at the convention. They pay for my hotel for the weekend and we call it a day, you know? Yeah. I think that that generally makes more sense. But I think you're right. I think hiring and paying a, a full service charge for a member's business, I think that in itself crosses line. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right, I I, I think I'm about out, but I I I do want to ask one thing directly to Carly. Why am I making you mad? Just because you're a little outrageous, and I have zero patience for that tonight. Okay, mm. that's fair. 
I've, I have never I gotten like such an angry look from Carly, and it concerned me and scared me. So it's it's more of me just being, you know, kind of not really feeling it. You're not feeling the rabbit hole tonight. Yeah. Okay. I, I, A I, lot I of the deep. times I'm on board, but then when it just gets like. I was being out ridiculous. There. Oh yeah, I was going out there for sure. And I don't have the patience for it. I'm just okay. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Did I lose you? You know the, what? I, I lost I, you at I the race. See where chickens, she's coming I? from. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. And I appreciate. I can you. see where she's coming from. Oh yeah, Jaxie. I can so tell many... you. You you got you got a special inflection tonight, and I was really happy. I was like, yes, I fired up Jaxie. Yes. <laughs> Look, there are so many real controversial issues within Narcotics Anonymous already that bringing in hypothetical issues exactly. is almost not even necessary. I know, but I, I'll, I'll be honest. This was a boring tradition and I had to spice it up. I, of course. I, of course I, I, they're I had boring. To, I had to throw some spice in there. It was a, it was a lot of tongue-in-cheek tongue uh, hu- <laughs> humor for me because all of that is quite a bit outlandish. But like... I think the ultimate well, thing I was trying to just point at is just there are pitfalls out there and we need to we need to do our due diligence yeah. due diligence as a group to make sure that we're uh adhering to our traditions uh for ourselves and for the greater good of how we look as an organization. Absolutely. And you know what else? I think that this tradition doesn't specifically say and it may say it I haven't read through the full uh, book on traditions, but you know, it says that we may uh, hire special workers, but one of the people that we don't ever hire is like, we don't hire like doctors and psychiatrists and, hmm. you know, things like that to help us get our message across, right? Like we, yeah. we don't ever hire in, in that type of way. And I think that, you know, it's one of the things that we don't talk about, but you know, because it's not said there. It says we can hire special workers, but I think it's we need to be very clear about like what that doesn't mean. Like we, we definitely don't hire. Um, and and I've seen it. Like I've seen people get very confused over like what we do do, what we don't do, and then like what that gray area is. But mm-hmm. like one of the things that we never do <laughs> is like we're not going to hire like a, a somebody to come speak at an event that is not an addict. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not going to hire anybody to come speak at an event. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what we do. People volunteer and do service by speaking. You know, we don't we're not hiring people to do hug squad at events or, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't hire people for because that is part of our responsibility as a fellowship to volunteer to help keep things going. Yes. You know, can you imagine if we hired speakers? Can you imagine if we hired, you know, doctors to come give us, you know, the latest information about addiction? Can you imagine if we hired, you know, counselors and and whatever? Like if it would distort our fellowship so much. And so like, yeah, we hire special workers like that we've talked about, you know, like food services, DJs, things like that. Like, absolutely. But there's a whole group of people that we would never, ever hire because it would cross a line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally agree. Cool. All right. I think I've I, I've hit the bottom of this rabbit hole, and I have pissed off my co-hosts enough. <laughs> okay, yeah, this one you. this one's not as exciting. No, <laughs> I I think I did a good job of uh, spicing it up. Not nine will be exciting, but eight is not. No. So. Yeah. What's nine again? Outside issues. 
Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think we should all bring a quote-unquote... Outside issue. Outside issue. Two outside issues. Yeah. No, four. Four Yeah, bring two, because yeah. otherwise we'll all have the same one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'll... we'll, we'll between now and then, we have to think of our own individual outside issue and uh, probably have a backup, too, just in case somebody like, like copies, like Eric. Oh, I have a whole list, so we're oh, good. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and what's great I'm is... I'm excited there... for that one. No. Oh, yeah, that's going to be exciting. Well, because here's the thing. There's a lot of things that come up, and like as, as much as 8 sucks, like 8 leads the way. Like 8 is right. If you look at where it is, it's right in between us talking about being fully self-supporting and outside issues right mm-hmm. like it's kind of like that transition between the two you know uh how we manage our money and what we manage our money on and then like you know as I said outside issues it's if you look at where it's placed it's right in between those two mm-hmm. so that's why it's kind of boring because it's just like a tra- it's a transition tradition yeah i have some bad news outside yeah. issues is tradition 10 uh, what's nine what's though? nine Oh, that's right. Yeah, NA as such ought never to never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Can we sk- can we skip nine? Nope. So we can skip nine. Nope. Son of a bitch. <laughs> There's not a whole lot to discuss there because it's pretty much the same idea as what we've discussed tonight. You know, is is a structure, right? Like we have we have service boards. Right, like we have, that's what we do. Like we want to focus on public relations. We make a public relations service committee. We want to, you know, I don't know that there's a whole lot to talk about more than structure. Yeah. We can, or yeah. we can skip it. We whatever you want to do. We in can, a nutshell, right there. We can do ten. That's fine. Sweet. So now you can just label this one eight and nine because she hit it. Sure. She nailed it. Sure. <laughs> we can do that. Yes. Yeah. Right. There you go. Make this be eight and nine. Well, because that's. A, I mean, really, if you want to talk about it for a half a second. That's all that is, is saying yeah. that, like, we're not organized, but we do, like, you know, we don't have someone on the top who's in charge of these things. But, like, for example, when this whole COVID thing happened, my area is like, we need a website because we need a, a quick way to let people in our area know what's going on. So we quickly developed the website committee. And those people were responsible for putting it on, talking to the area and saying, like, okay, here's what it's going to cost. Here's what we need. And, you know, and, and getting things done. Like, it's, it's how we get things done. And, you know, any person can be on any of these committees, you mm-hmm. know, you can have, you know, some have clean time, you know, suggested clean time for, for leadership roles, right? You're going to be the chairperson to be a treasurer, right? Like you, you should have some sort of clean time, but to be a member of any of these committees, anybody can do that. And so, you know, it, it, it makes it so that we can get things done on a, a more efficient, you know, basis because a lot of times like area service only meets once a month region meets usually once every two months if you didn't have committees that were working together to get things done in that time nothing would ever move forward mm-hmm. yeah but you know yeah. it's go. not in a professional way 100 percent. all right well we would like to uh thank our guest jexy for joining us once again And uh, Jexy, <laughs> where guys. can um, everyone find you? You guys can find me on YouTube. Uh, my channel's called According to Jexy. Um, I'm also on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, come follow me on YouTube. My, I'm I'm 
125 people away from hitting a thousand subscribers. So I'm really excited. Ooh, <laughs> good for you. That's cool. That's freaking awesome. That's yeah. really cool. All right. Thank you. And uh, where where can uh, people find us, Eric? Oh, I like that. I like what you did there. So um, nice. we, <laughs> we are fully self-supporting here at uh, Podcast Recovery. And um, if you would like to become a member of our home group and become a home group member, you can join our Patreon page uh, in the description below. Yay, Patreon. Or throw some money in the digital basket Yay, at digital our basket. PayPal um, account. And you can, you know, like, follow, subscribe, comment, uh, share, tweet, um, and whatever else. What do you do on do. Instagram? Do you just DM, I guess? You slide into DMs. Okay. You don't just DM. <laughs> what do you okay. mean? I, well, I, I didn't, well, like, you, 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 you tweet somebody, and with Facebook, you comment, and I just didn't know if there was, like, a special thing for Instagram. Or like shit, shit send me a snap. Never slid into or... anyone's DMs before. No, you, you have to. You comment. You share. You you have stories. Um, do you, have you never been on Instagram? No, I have a podcast recovery Instagram that I'm on all the time, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, because you told me to do that, so I. I, I never. Did it. I never gave you the password. I I know. That's I've been waiting. Okay. On you. All right. Go okay. ahead. Right, go ahead. <laughs> That's that's what we have. I have recorded several uh, virtual vlogs recently, though, so we should be proud of that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see how. All right. Let's wrap it up. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Mama Carly, for keeping us on task. All right, everybody. For more information about us, go to podcastrecovery.com. You can read a uh, little info about Eric, Carly, Ali, and myself. But most importantly, everybody out there, stay safe and stay clean. Thank you, Carly. <laughs>